Morgan Geeky sure stepped up in a top six role, but it wasn't nearly enough in a 2-1 overtime loss to the New Jersey Devils on Wednesday. We'll discuss what went wrong, as well as an apparent breakup between the Bruins and defenseman Jacobs Borrell on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans? And welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Today is Thursday, December 14th. And I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. We are free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. There were some positives from last night's, sorry, I wanted to say win, but it was a loss to the New Jersey Devils. The Bruins did pick up a point. Morgan Geeky played outstanding in an elevated role, as did Linus, nope, Jeremy Swayman in net, Uh, but the Bruins could not get enough pucks on Vitek Vanacek and failed to yeah generate enough offense to get the two points in this one. We'll also talk about Jakobs Borrell being waived and given another opportunity elsewhere later on in the podcast. But we'll start with Morgan Geeky, who had a fantastic game last night for the Boston Bruins playing in a pretty prime spot thanks to, or not thanks to, but as a result of an injury suffered earlier this week by Pavel Zaka. And Morgan Geeky scored the lone goal for the Boston Bruins and played fantastic all night long. He ended up with a uh, negative shot differential at five on five or negative shot attempt differential, but he still had a positive shot differential, 10-6. And of course, he generated that lone goal that the Bruins did score. Now, of course, he's not typically what you'd think of a top six center. Um, he was been averaging about 14 minutes and 13 seconds of ice time per game. And when the Bruins are full strength, he's yeah, a depth forward, but with some injury issues, Pavel Zaka among them, it was his turn to have that next man up mentality and play with Jake DeBrusque, David Pasternak. And it was something, an opportunity he did not take lightly. He said after the game that it was special. When you get into the NHL, you don't really think about who you're going to play with. You just are happy to be there. But it's a lot of fun, and he's not taking it for granted. Jim Montgomery said 
It was nice to see Geeky flourish in that opportunity. It gets you excited about what the team can continue to grow into and be. He did a really good job out there tonight. For my money, it was his best game in black and gold. He played 18 minutes. He was strong with and without the puck in all three zones. And his 17 minutes and 48 seconds were very, very effective. Uh, He scored the Bruins' own goal. It did come with James Van Riemsdyk and Danton Heinen, who were on his wings as Jim Montgomery was shaking things up and putting Patra on a first-line shift with DeBrusque and Pasternak. He wanted the rookie to take on some more action, responsibility, so he temporarily switched up those two centers, and, and it really worked for the time being as he that being Morgan Geeky, gave the Bruins a one nothing lead. A hard-working, nice-looking goal. Um, so full credit to Morgan Geeky for taking advantage of that opportunity, making good on it. Not a permanent thing, but in a pinch, uh, he did well to fill in there for Pavel Zaka. Matt Potra responded from recent benchings and scratches with a pretty strong game of his own. Over 12 and a half minutes of ice time, he was on the ice for a team-high shot attempt differential of 69.23%. 18 shot attempts generated while he was on the ice versus 8 against. Uh, Danton Heinen, James Van Riemsdyk were also above 60%. So those guys all played pretty well. Uh, Heinen, Van Riemsdyk assisting on the uh, goal that was scored by Morgan Geeky. The other end of the ice, or the other side of things, not a very strong game for some depth forwards. John Beecher, 26.67 shot attempt differential, four generated while he was on the ice versus 11 against. Uh, Jacob Lauko, only seven and a half minutes of ice time, three shot attempts, four, eight against while he was on the ice. Uh, Trent Frederick, Oscar Steen also similarly caved in limited ice time. I personally would have liked to have seen Jesper Bolkvist in the lineup. Could have got that revenge game bump, playing against his old teammates. Extra motivation there. I would have put him over Lauko or Steen, um, but that's not my call, and uh, the lineup was what it was. But... In terms of positives go from this one, Morgan Geeky certainly stepped up and played very well in that temporary role that he was kind of relishing when he signed with the Boston Bruins. He wanted a bigger responsibility. He wanted more opportunities. He got that last night and showed that he deserves more. And um, I was excited for him last night to see that kind of effort. And he was you know, praised all night on the TNT broadcast, which was pretty cool to see. Um, In all situations, I should add, James Van Riemsdyk led the team in shot attempt differential at 65.38. The previous number for Patra was at five on five. So he responded well. Van Riemsdyk, Heinen had very strong games. Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk, Mason Lorai also had strong games above 50% when it came to shot attempt differential. 
those five Bruins were the only ones above 50%. All the rest of the team, they were on the ice for more shot attempts against than four. Um, and that called upon a big game from Jeremy Swayman. And we'll talk about his performance here as the podcast continues. As we get deeper into winter weather, the NFL offers are remaining red hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Their app is so easy to use. And there's a wide range of betting options, not just for the NFL, but also for NHL and NBA. And there are options like spreads, player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get in on the action this NFL, NHL, and NBA season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Thank you so much once again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day, free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. YouTube viewers can see I have a new addition to my Bruins shelf, the hockey news featuring the Bruins Centennial with Brad Marchand on the cover. Speaking of YouTube, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts from Locked On, local and national shows. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. On yesterday's podcast, you would have heard me point out how the New Jersey Devils ranked 31st in goals allowed this season. It was a prime opportunity for the Bruins to pepper Vitek Vanacek, who had something like an 870 save percentage coming into this one, pepper him with pucks and generate some offense. That they did not. In all situations last night, the New Jersey Devils dominated. They had almost 60% of the shot attempts 60% of the total shots out shooting Boston 35-24. They had 35 scoring chances versus only 21 for the Bruins. Uh, 61% share of the high danger scoring chances. And therefore, the ice was tilted heavily in New Jersey's favor. And it's no surprise that they ended up with the two points. They earned it based on how they played the Bruins certainly did not full credit to Jeremy Swayman for um, making some big saves in this one, some tough saves and rebounding from uh, an illness that kept him out of the previous two games. He played incredibly well. There's only so much you can do against the likes of Luke and Jack Hughes in overtime. And Of course, it was Jack Hughes who scored to give New Jersey the overtime victory. Swayman, though, 33 saves on 35 shots for a 943 
save percentage. And again, Jack Hughes with kind of a, a picture perfect shot in overtime as the Bruins were outshot six nothing in overtime. You're not going to win, obviously, if you can't get the puck on net in the extra frame. I did think it was interesting that Mason Lorai and Matt Potra were deployed together in overtime. Kind of a vote of confidence for the kids to get some, um, yeah, some time in the extra frame. It almost didn't even get to overtime as he, even in the final minute of the third, the um, Devils were pouring it on. Jack Hughes found an opening between the dots. One time to shot on net. Swayman kept it from going out. Um, of course, it was Eric Howla, speaking of revenge games, who uh, assisted on Dawson Mercer's goal that tied things up for the Devils. Um, again, Swayman really couldn't do anything about Hughes' top shelf winner in overtime. Uh, he didn't talk after the game. He was a bit of a, a spicer during the game as he took exception to some near crease play and got tangled up, but he's been terrific all year. He and Linus Allmark, who somehow tweeted during the game that was since deleted. Uh, they've both been so good. And really, as I've been saying all season long, it's why the Bruins have the record that they have is because of Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman, how good they have played. Make no mistake about it. That's the biggest reason the Bruins have allowed the second fewest goals in the NHL. Only the Los Angeles Kings have allowed fewer and they've played one less game. The Bruins, despite the loss, still sitting atop the Atlantic Division. 741 point percentage. Uh, four points up on the Florida Panthers, who were shut out by Seattle last night with one fewer game played. The Maple Leafs, five points back with a game in hand on the Bruins. So things are getting a bit tighter. There's certainly room for the Bruins to drop out of that top spot if, they continue, you know, they've kind of only played just barely above 500 hockey over the last 10. They're 5-4-1, and one, so uh, 11 out of a possible 20 points. And uh, they're going to have some tough competition coming up this weekend as they will take on the New York Islanders on Friday night, followed by a game against the New York Rangers both of which we will preview here on tomorrow's episode. But full credit to Morgan Geeky, Jeremy Swayman in this one. Would have liked to have seen more from, from the big guns here. Uh, kind of a quiet night for the likes of David Pasternak, Brad Marchand. Uh, although Pasternak did have seven shots on goal, he did have a prime opportunity after knocking the puck down uh, to give the Bruins the lead, but he unfortunately missed the net. Uh, the only players who came close to Pasternak in shots was Van Riemsdyk and Heinen, each who had three. So Pasternak, to his credit, he did have the seven shots, but with a guy like Vanacek in net, you would hope that at least one or two would uh, would get past him. Coyle, Beecher, Steen, Lauko, all held off 
the shot part of the score sheet. DeBrusque only with one shot. You'd like to see more from him. Marshawn with two. So kind of a missed opportunity here for the Boston Bruins. All right, as the podcast continues, we're going to talk about an impending break between the Boston Bruins and 2015 first-round draft pick Jakob Zborl. EG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support whole body health. EG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit. Their science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category. AG1 helps you build your health foundation first. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL network and check it out today. A lot of us were caught off guard yesterday when it was announced by many prominent hockey insiders that Jakobs Borrell had been placed on waivers. It's not generally something that happens to a guy who's already in the AHL. It's either to send him down or for the purpose of contract termination. And the story here, according to Alan Walsh, it, who is Jakobs Borrell's agent, and this according to Fluto Shinzawa of The Athletic, they're just hoping another team gives him a chance. And the Bruins certainly would be okay with letting Borrell be grabbed off the waiver wire. He was drafted 13th overall in 2015. And make no mistake, he was properly rated at the time. He was ranked around there. He was projected to be a solid, you know, middle, perhaps bottom pair defenseman. The Bruins believed he would develop into a puck-moving, offensive-minded defenseman. And a few years ago, it looked like that was going to be the case. Uh, He was playing on the third pair, looked very, very good but tore his ACL and was limited to 42 games and played only in 10 the following season. Uh, He started last preseason pretty strong, but again, made only 22 appearances for the Bruins for a team that was pretty loaded on defense and even added in the form of Dmitry Orlov. Uh, Failed to make the team out of camp this year, although you could argue he might bring more value than a guy like Ian Mitchell at the moment. But even the AHL, he's been kind of in and out of the lineup. Zero goals, seven assists, and 19 AHL games. And Mason Lorai has certainly passed Zborl on the depth chart, as have some guys who are still down in the AHL, uh, Michael Callahan, uh, to name one. He's an unrestricted free agent after the season, and it appears as though his time in the Boston organization has come to a close. Now, again, uh, it's not necessarily an indictment of Boston's drafting on selection day in 2015. You can point to the Matt Barzal, Kyle Connor, Thomas Shabbat being selected after them, but 
He was Shabbat's defensive partner in junior hockey and was rated higher or at least equal to Shabbat coming into the draft. So that was not a big whiff. Obviously, Zach's initiation is a whole different story, but taking Zboro when they did was, by all accounts and by all projections, not a miss for the Boston Bruins. Now, you can talk certainly about their failure to develop him properly or not giving him the right opportunities to thrive. But it's not necessarily an indictment on the draft selection process. I'm so tired of hearing about the 2015 draft. Look, the Bruins have been incredibly successful in the eight years since that. Uh, Jake DeBrusque has developed into a very effective two-way forward, which never would have thought uh, back in the day. We'd like to see a scoring up a bit more this season for sure. But um, Sinitian, obviously, just a complete reach and a wash um, I mean we can have a whole discussion about 2015 draft and how the whole complexion of the team may have changed if they had taken some of those other guys maybe they don't end up with Charlie McAvoy the next year or maybe they can't afford to keep some free agents maybe David Pasternak walks because all this money has been allocated to Barzal and Connor instead who knows Um. It's a moot point. We wish Zborl the best. He has had flashes where he's looked pretty good. And uh, I wish he had been given more of a chance with the Bruins. He did have that nice extended run. But, of course, that injury derailed that. And he was not able to reclaim his spot uh, afterwards, which is unfortunate. So we'll see if he's claimed. That will happen at 2 p.m. Eastern here on Thursday, and we can talk about uh, who picked him up or what's next for Jakobs Borrell on tomorrow's podcast. Disappointing result last night, despite some uh, positives. Geeky Swayman, as I mentioned. Uh, and they'll have another opportunity to uh, get back on the winning side of things tomorrow night in Brooklyn, and we'll talk about that game on tomorrow as well. I hope you're all doing well, taking care of yourselves, taking care of each other. It's a hard time of the year for some. Hopefully this podcast can uh, give you some reprieve from that. And I always love discussing the black and gold, even if a loss. Um, So take care of yourselves, friends, and we'll talk to you again here tomorrow on a brand new episode of Locked On Boston Bruins because we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day.